Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. And in this episode, we are talking, could the new Ferrari Roma be a future classic? Ori, we were lucky enough to go and see a personal viewing of the car. Yeah, we were especially uh, invited by Zagami Ferrari Adelaide down to their showroom last week. Um, where the presentation took place uh, behind a special purpose-built, let's say... Cubicle. Uh, cubicle, yeah, absolutely. And we were welcomed into a room where we sat down in front of screens and the design crew from Ferrari spoke to us uh, via video link on how the design came about of the La Nuova Dolce Vita as they are launching the Ferrari Roma, which means, you know, the uh, splendid way of life. And we were then... You know, uh, spoilt a little with yeah, drinks. I would say we're spoilt. We had nice Marathi cakes there yeah. from uh, Prospect. Drinks and uh, coffee and whatnot. Once that video uh, was shown, the doors swung open and we actually saw it in real life, which I think we weren't actually expecting to see the car. No, we weren't sure really what to expect, um, but... It's a uh, it's a real it's a real car. It's uh, it starts it it. I mean, you don't you don't drive it. We don't didn't yeah. Take we didn't it get to drive. drive it. Yeah, and the only thing is that it didn't happen on the car. You can't open the boot because it's got all the equipment there. Because this car is going around Australia or around the world. Around the globe, yeah. yeah. So this is the launch vehicle. Which uh, uh, if anyone has um, seen the video of the Ferrari Roma, the one that's driving through the streets side by side, two of them, a silver one and a beautiful Roma blue. This was the car that was driven through the she, uh, the streets of the video the launch video so it was beautiful to see that beautiful roma blue in uh, in, you know, in real life and and ori you know we talk about the the roma and where it sits and it's a it's a new a new series of ferrari it's not actually the portofino you know superseded by the portofino or vice versa should i say it's a new range it's isn't a it? new yeah. range uh, they call it a two plus, so it's not a two plus two. So it's really got occasional sheet seats. But what struck me the most was that you know I've read a lot about the the uh, Roma, the YouTube videos, and you look at it and you say, look, it's a bit Aston Martin-ish. It's a bit could be a Jag, could be all sorts of. But in the flesh, Ori, tell me. Yeah, I, I agree with you. When I first saw it launch and saw those little videos being, you know, little uh, teasers. I thought, oh, this is too Aston Martin. It doesn't look anything like a Ferrari. Well, that was all absolutely Went out voided, the voided absolutely when we saw it in real life. This is a Ferrari in every way. It's new. There's some beautiful lines there, though. It's a classic Tourer. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty much a classic GT Tourer. So we're going back to the 250 GT. That's where the inspiration has come from for this vehicle. Will it be a classic is the question. Well, I think in some ways there's a good chance it is. I mean, it's it's out there. It's similar to the lines of when the 456 came came into play. It's understated compared to a Ferrari. So if people are looking at a Ferrari and want, you know, this really sporty GT, you know, well, then they're going to look at the 488 or the F8. Or, you know, they're not going to look at this one. You know, the, the, the one thing that stands out, and I think it's, for me it's the most common feature to stand out, is the coloured grill. That coloured grill, when you look at photos in, you know, and you look at YouTube videos, that coloured grill to me looked a bit funny. And I'm thinking, well, why didn't they use a traditional grill or whatever? But in real life, with the colour-coded, unbelievable. unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And then you get those beautiful LED lights out the front now for the first time. Yeah, and I think they're actually rectangular, the 
LED headlights. Yeah, they are. So they, are. they they look pretty cool. You get a little bit of inspiration on the front nose, I would have thought, from the SF90. Yes, the uh, as it links down to the spoiler. Yep, at the front. You get a little bit of SF90, those few, the spoil, like you said, that spoiler underneath flares out and uh, it just, it works, doesn't it? It just works. The design, I think, is, it's the first in-house design now we're back to all in-house design Pininfarina no longer designing the vehicles this is all in-house and I think it's part of the project where Ferrari said they were going to release 20 new cars in 2016 I think this is car number eight seven or eight because actually the Portofino M got released a few days after we saw the new, uh, new Roma so there are inspirations I think the clean lines down the side the bonnet for me was my favourite feature. And that bonnet, you know, although in real life it looked like, it, it looked more compact than you do on the videos. And not only that, from different angles. So when we were sitting in the car, it was phenomenal. You know, those bulges in the in the bonnet and the wheel arches looked superb. And when the other, th- you know, the big contrasting feature, which I said, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? No side shields. No side shields. Well, in the the official launch video, they've got one with side shields and one without. The one without looks better. It does look better, and I think this is where they're talking about understating it a bit more, so it doesn't scream Ferrari. And the the one without the side shields, I've got to say, looked really looked looks pretty good. Fantastic. Well, look, remember the side shields were only ever on race cars at Ferrari or a special edition car, which was the first one was the 348 GDC was the first time shields were on. Now it's an option, and I think they're going back to that. This is not a race car. It's a Grand Tourer. It's a usable Ferrari every day. So if you ordered one, would you order it without the shields? I know you like shields. So I did ask the question, if you recall. I said, would I get – I wouldn't get the shields, but would I get the painted shields? Yeah, the painted shields, like they said, is the the – the fully painted shields, which is a, a, a fairly expensive, they're a touch bigger. But, you know, for me, I would get it without the shields. And possibly, you know, they do have options for, you know, carbon fibre. And I don't think it really needs carbon fibre. Yeah, the either. one we saw had the carbon fibre kit on it, which at the back in the rear exhaust and the under, I thought it looked fantastic underneath. But in I a darker colour, you won't really see it whether it's, it. it's carbon fibre or just plain black. So... It's a, one of the options that you could probably do without. I suppose one of my favourite features, and I hope my next comment is not going to be forever, but I think the dual cockpit inside, I loved it, and it's probably the closest I'm going to get to be sitting in a Monza, an SP, because that's where I think it comes from. It looks fantastic, the dual cockpit. It wraps around you superbly, and it, it does feel good. You know, sitting in there both in the passenger seat or the driver's seat. Fortunate enough, they also, um, you know, we were able to start it up. They let us start it up. And it did sound pretty good, but we're in a, a confined room, so that may have had may have had that some of the bearing. But uh, How about that new wraparound dash? The wraparound dash is good too, isn't it? You know, so from it is, once again, set up for a driver to, you know, really – it's all aimed at the driver. And I think in, in this particular case, they are talking about they could, um, you know, get different people to buy this car, so new customers to Ferrari. Yeah, correct. The Manatino itself has got an extra setting because they want to make sure that it's got the complete sports mode, but it also has got the comfort mode. Yeah, one thing we didn't get to see, and it was something I was a little bit, another thing that I wasn't sure of, was the back spoiler that comes up. 
automatically at, uh, I think it's 100 kilometres now, it comes up. It's that little black piece of glass that we saw, which could be a carbon fibre option also. Adrian was telling us when we were there. That sits out. So I like the way it tucks in though. Yeah, we, we like it tucking in because traditionally the Ferrari road cars don't have spoilers. We're not talking about the F40. We're not talking about the Enzo. We're not talking, you know, we're talking about the normal Ferrari road cars, even from early days. So you go back to the, the 50s and 60s and 40s, they didn't have visible spoilers. I know the 456, my 456 has got a, a spoiler on the bottom that opens up yeah. under 120Ks. This one here has got the spoiler. The interesting thing with this spoiler though, Ari, I'm not sure if you know, but you can't put it up uh, manually. No, correct. It happens automatically. Yeah. So correct. you're not allowed to just put it up just for, for know, looks. For looks. Yeah, that, and hence why we couldn't get it, they, where they couldn't do that. So there's a few things we've spoken about on this new Roma that could make it a potential classic, Michael. One, it's the first one to ever have this spoiler that's automatic. Two, it's got a coloured grille. No Ferrari, the same colour. That is very unusual. It's got LED lights for the first time. So there's a few things here that you say, you know, in in years to come, 20 years, when we're still doing our show, and we're talking about, God, remember the Roma? God, what a classic that is now. And I think you're right, because even the rear lights, I mean, that's something completely new for Ferrari as well. You know, those slit lights at the back, they really do look good. A feature that I really loved, and I'm not sure if you did, the door handles, the flush door handles. Again, you just push the button in and it it released. Oh, I love that. I thought that was beautiful. And that's all to maintain the beautiful lines of the Roma. Talking about the lines, I think really the lines are stunning in real life. You don't look at it and think, you know, that looks like something else. It should have been this and should have been that. And, uh, you know, size-wise, it's about similar to the others. The hood height is a little bit... You know, the top of the car is 100 mil higher than, you know, the 488 or whatever. Uh, But it is a GT car. And you've got the, I think, one of the first times as well in this type of vehicle that you can fold the seats down and get ski rails or something. All the way at the back. Actually, uh, I saw a video, I think it fits, I know, it fits a set of golf clubs easily too, I'm not sure. But it definitely fits a set of golf clubs. So I saw in one of the videos. So... There's a few things that you know people need to understand too, and I was one of those. I thought, oh, this is just an extension of the Portofino, is it? Yeah, but it's not. It's you know Ferrari, and we saw there seventy percent new parts have been used in this car, so not parts from the Portofino. They're not leftover parts. It's new technology. It's pushing the boundaries again to change ten hounds to make the car lighter, and that's what amazes me about Ferrari in particular. They can come out with a brand new model, new shape, new. It's not as if they tweak. The models, like like say Porsche do, you know, they just progressively improve it. Not to say they're not good cars, fantastic cars, but Ferrari come out with a completely new model and come out with this as a stunner. Yeah, unbelievable. And so the engine is a is a four eight eight engine. Yeah, the engine's a four eight eight. It's the same family as um, it's one engine of the international engine of the year for the last four years so it's a, a proven engine Not to 60 is uh, something like you know 3.4 seconds so you know the, the car's no slouch and 3.9 litre V8 3.9 similar as I said it's a similar engine they might have tweaked it you know for horsepower and transmission's things. different new transmission 8 speed and they clutch. say that's a lot better it's uh, a little bit lighter than the old 7 speed but yeah. this 8 speed that is in the SF90 it's apparently a very very good gearbox and it's very smooth well, the, the, the whole car is 200 kilos lighter than what the Portofino is well, that's surprising to me I would have 
I thought, so, and, yeah, and it's a similar same, size. But we get those weight savings, like you said, within the transmission, the gearbox and things like that, all liner. So we didn't get to drive the car. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's the next step maybe one day when it comes back around or when, I'm not sure when they start to get deliveries of these things. I don't know if you noticed also, one of the things I noticed when we then went back into the studio where you build your design, your vehicle, the amount of colours the Rome was coming out in. A phenomenal amount It's of almost like going back to the Dino days. The 246 GT that came out in a... Early cars had plenty of colours and not just red. And actually there was... um, The red in this Roma actually looks good as well. Most of the colours look good in this Roma, which means generally that the shape of the car is good. If any colour looks good on it, it means it's generally a good design. One thing that excites me about the new Roma is, I think you mentioned it before, it's aligned to a new demographic of of Ferrari enthusiasts or Ferrari purchaser, customer. Which means, you know, these guys here will then delve into the history of Ferrari and want to know about the classics and how has this evolution of the Roma come. So it's almost the classic car world is going to open up even more to these new buyers. For sure. For these new buyers, I think the new buyers are going to want to drive the car as a daily. And I think Ferrari has brought it out that you can do it. I mean, it's it's going to be very, the creature comforts in it are superb. And you can use it as a GT, as a sports, and beautiful. So my only question on classic, becoming a classic, and a lot of these modern cars will have this issue. Has it got too much technology that may go wrong in the future or difficult to maintain to say, this is a classic? It's interesting because, you know, when we talk about classics, and we've mentioned it before, is it is it because they are raw that it's a classic? Is it because, apart from the the age, of course, makes it a classic over 30 years or whatever, but is it also because of the numbers that they're not produced many so that they're more, more sought after? Now, I'm not sure how many cars that, you know, they're going to bring out in the Roma, you know, how many yeah, are they going it, to build? Is it a limited run? Yeah, we didn't ask that question, yeah. actually, how no, long they Like, produce. for example, the FF or the, the Lusso, now, they've stopped production of that. Yeah, correct. I'm not sure how many they've bought, but maybe in a few years' time, because that was something completely different, the FF. Well, the FF was completely different. I remember when they launched it in the video of the driving this Ferrari through the snow. Oh, what is this? What's going on? And I didn't actually like it on release. It's actually growing on me. It is. Look, it's apparently it's a very, very good car. You know, V12, and you're picking them up for good money now. So this could be one of those you know, future classics that Ferrari, and it's the first design where they went to that that um, shooting break. Shooting or, break, yeah. yeah, correct. Look, so and I think the Lusso's just going to go down that track. And um, we're talking about a front engine V12, normally aspirated, unbelievable. That's in the FF and the Lusso. Of course, the Lusso T has got the you know the V8, the same V8 we're talking about here. But that could be as well. I mean, it's just because they knew it doesn't mean they're not going to be Be future classics. classics, You know, so technology-wise, though, there's so much in this new car. There is, but I mean, that's like anything. In another fifteen or twenty years, the technology that's in here is going to be probably outdated. Yeah, absolutely. So people these days will be saying, "Oh, you know, this is the technology I liked. I don't really like the new technology." You know, in the future, and it'd be interesting to see because you know, with our just with our phones and what we use day to day, we're constantly updating software, constantly updating software. I wonder how many times can this software and these new cars be updated before all of a sudden, you know, that's it. There is no, you can't update them anymore. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Uh, that's so then what happens the to the IT people? You know, and someone like a Mario, our technician, can they look after these cars in the future? 
are there workshops set up to look after these classics? Well, that's why you, that's why you go to the main dealers. I mean, they, they've got all the diagnostics for it, and they get trained to look after these newer cars. And a lot of the things I would guess, and we're not certainly not experts in this, but a lot of them are modules. So if something goes wrong, you just change that module. You know, uh, even headlights these days, you know, you don't change a globe necessarily. Sometimes you might have to change the whole the whole unit. And I think that's why now Ferrari are offering that seven-year free service when you buy a car and things like that, just to put people at ease that, you know what, this car will be maintained for the next X amount of years, no stress, don't panic. Well, I think... It's part of the price. Yeah, I think car manufacturers have have got to do things like that to give people confidence when they're paying, you know, whether it's their $50,000 car or, you know, in this case, 400 or 500, we're talking about Australian dollars here, you know, they want to have some confidence that it's going to be looked after and they can buy it without worrying about, you know, warranties and things like that. Because, as, as I said before, Ferraris bring out these cars and they bespoke. They knew, they completely knew stuff. I mean, they, they might use bits of before, but 70% is new. Yeah. So they're going to make some errors. There's going to be some flaws in it. That's why they get recalls. But, that you know, Toyota gets recalls as well. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's something that people want to have confidence. So the warranties are important. I, I love the car. I thought it was fantastic to see. The one thing I liked about it, it was, and I mentioned at the beginning, it was all about La Nuova Dolce Vita, which was a time, you know, going back to the 50s and 60s in Europe, in Rome, in Italy, the Vespers, the Fiat 500s driving around, the little Bambinos. I love that time. The, the, the spiders, the Alpha Spider, the Fiat Spider, they were all on the streets. So the 50s and 60s, the cars that came out of that era were classics that t- today Wow. And okay. and the Roma got inspiration in terms of the design from the 50s and 60s of Ferraris and things like that. In some of it, I thought that even the front wheel arches look a bit like the 246 Dino. But, you know, um, like you said, the, the front grille and they're trying to make it look as one between the grille and the, the bonnet, that it's all colour-coded. And that's the other thing about a classic. Sometimes you buy a classic or you drive a classic because you want to really live that time in your life or a certain time period that you have just seen in movies. You want to be part of that. And everyone talks about things like that and that's why you've you've got a variety of cars because people relate to different things. I went to a you know a car show on the weekend on the, and they've got the Japanese classics, they've got the new ones, they've got you know the old you know the the um, American muscle cars. There was there was a, a fella out there that ended up with his his son's Fiat Punto, and he just absolutely loved that little thing. It was a little red Fiat Punto. There's not many of them around. 1.4 litre turbo. He reckons it drives as good as his Mazda MX-5, which is you know that's a, a fair feat really because uh, the Mazdas are renowned for their handling and and things. But look, it's interesting with uh, the the Roma. Will it be a future classic? I, you know, for the things that we've stated, I'm pretty sure that it probably will. It's a new demographic they're going towards. It's a new line for Ferrari. So that's going to be in the history books forever, right? It's a a line in the sand being drawn. This new model came out in, you know, 2020. And I think that for this particular model, I think people will, you know, customers, new customers will hang on to this car a bit longer than what, you know, traditionally people do. And, and, when, and that comes down to, like you said before, because it's uh, the usability. 
the usability. Because you're you're able to drive it every day, they will hang on to it. And actually, remember, Adrian was saying, hopefully they want people to buy them, own them, drive them, not turn them over. That's correct. And, you know, have them and use them. And, you know, okay, they might not be completely their daily driver, but it's not just a weekend car. No, so once again, thanks to Zagami and Ferrari Adelaide for having Mick and Ori down there because we absolutely loved the day. It It was a great to be there. And they really made us feel comfortable, and uh, and we were fortunate enough to meet other people that rocked up, you know, before and after, and have a bit of a chat because you know the passion's there. And anyone that rolls up into that showroom, they've got a bit of a passion for you I know, the Ferrari. There was brand. one car that you couldn't get me away from, and I kept going back to it. We have to talk about it, and we'll do it on another episode. I think we have to drive it first. The F8 Tributo. The F8 Tributo. Yeah, we need to talk about that because. The inspiration that car was derived from and the the classics that are in that car, we need to discuss. Yeah, well, it's all about the evolution of the the mid-engine V8s. Uh, Talking about mid-engine, this um, Aroma, they call it a front mid-engine. So the engine sits behind the front axles rather than over it. So it's not the traditional front engine, it's... They call it front mid-engine. Yeah, it was surprising when we opened the bonnet it's so to see far how back. far back it was, yeah. yeah. So that's for weight distribution and, you know, so, you know, Ferrari has looked at a lot of things to get this car right and I've got to say, it's a lot better than what I've seen on video and in photos. So yeah, absolutely. So I'll, if you get a chance in your local markets, please go down to the Ferrari dealer and have a look at the new Roma because it's fantastic. Anyway, Ori, I think the, it's been it's been a good couple of days and uh, – having seen the Roma. But anyway, we're going to leave it there. So thank you, Ori. You can reach the show via email, mickandori at gmail.com. And remember, if your car is not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys.